You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN what Game the Scoop. Is up? The first <laughs> Game Scoop of 2020 of a new decade. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. I Joining me this week. I thought you were to restart. Is Justin Davis. There's no nope. restarting. <laughs> nope. One <laughs> shot. There's no restarting in Game Scoop. All right, you can't let that stand. <laughs> Sam Claiborne. Hey, everybody. And Tina Amini. Hello. We've got a great show for you this week. This is, of course, episode 561. Is it? Yes, it is. Yep. Uh, some people, you know, last episode was 560. Some people wonder why we it's, we seem to have skipped episode 559. The reason is, of course, 559 is a very unlucky number. Yeah. If you you know follow any podcast that makes it this long, they're always going to skip episode five. Yeah. It's like a like the 13th floor in a hotel. Exactly. You, know? you should Google it. Would it. Be, Don't Google it. I, I think Just if trust. you if <laughs> yeah. you had listened to an episode 559, you probably would have gotten in a car wreck or something like something terrible. You would have gotten 559. Yeah. That's the that's, that's the terminology. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the old 559. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's why. Uh, but we've got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about all the games we've been playing recently. We're going to talk about uh, some uh, some next-gen PlayStation 5 thought experiments. But first, I had to- totally forgotten that this Lord of the Rings Gollum game <laughs> had been uh, announced early last year. Same. Lord of the Rings Gollum, uh, a game where you play as Gollum, Based on the books, not the movies, and a prequel to Lord of the Rings. Uh, the update this week, um, we got some gameplay and uh, uh, some information about the game this week. It's also confirmed for PlayStation 5 and Xbox in 2021. Confirmed next-gen platforms. So what are some of the details we got? Well, uh, let's see here. Uh, we don't know what Gollum's going to look like. Obviously not going to look like Andy Serkis' version of no. Gollum. They mentioned uh, in that that there's early illustrations of Gollum where he's huge, like a swamp yeah. thing. Matthias Fisher told Edge Magazine that Tolkien didn't have a size reference for Gollum to begin with, so in the first illustrations, he's gigantic like a monster emerging from the swamp. Cool. But didn't Tolkien like <coughs> revise that I'm afterwards? Sure. I'm sure. Because yeah. he was like, oh, wait a minute. Well, and also, is it up to Tolkien to be like, here's how big Gollum is, guys? <laughs> yeah, I, there's no... <laughs> Like, he also, was a hobbit. Yeah, but why maybe, are we talking about maybe in these early size. maybe in these early illustrations he hadn't determined that he was a hobbit yet. I don't. I know. That's a good point. Yeah. But there's a whole like. But the why bring it up? <laughs> For something like Star Wars, there's a whole story group that's helping decide what's canon and what's not. But with Lord of yeah, the Rings, yeah. it's like anybody could just paint whatever they wanted. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't that, even have to be a bipedal years. creature. Just uh, throw everything out the window. I I hope it's a I hope it's a riddle generator. That's what the game. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I hope it's going to be? A fishing game. A fishing game. (laughs) 
I love fishing games. I'm sure there will be fishing moments. <laughs> I hope so. How else does if he the, sustain himself? That's right. How else are you going to get On pure ring anxiety? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you love fi- just fishing games, not fishing mini games. You love the fishing games like Bassmaster. Yes, I was going to mention the <laughs> yeah. black bass and the blue marlin for <laughs> NES. Dude, those games are great. Jaws. Those games are great? Yeah. Are they? Yeah. I can't can't tell if serious. No, love fishing <laughs> RPGs. Big fan. They have such a strong We're not talking about RPGs right Is it now. fishing if but you're they're all RPGs. Into Legend into of the River King? You like, you're you thinking better, Legend of the River King. You get like better lures the and you go to different <laughs> lakes. And Use a boat metaphor. So, wait. So, it's I'm sorry if I missed this. Path. Who is the developer of the game? Daedalic. So, that's not Warner Brothers. No, because Warner Brothers has the rights to the movies. The movie, like games based on the movies. But Shadow of War... Isn't and specifically yeah. they want to move in away the from movie Shadow universe. Of War. Yeah, they are, and they use and they use they use Peter Jackson's like version of Gollum. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that and you, orcs look like orcs in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As, Think about yeah. that. Uh, in this game, so it's Daedalic Entertainment, which uh, they've made a bunch of games that I've never heard of. PC but games. did you did you we were talking about? So they said there's decision making in this game, which all games have. Like dialogue decision making. Do I Damon's, jump on the Goomba or not? Yes. Damon thinks that this means that it's going to be a Telltale game, uh, Telltale style game, and I just think it's just going to be an action game well, with those segments. I, I just I think Daedalic has made point and click adventures. I think that's kind of what they're known for. Well, point and click, and I mean Gollum. Like you know, if it's a prequel, who knows what iteration yeah. of Gollum are going to get? But he doesn't lend himself to like you know actiony three D open world. Stealth, yeah, sure. It could be like almost yeah. like a Plague Tale stealthish game. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be like Gollum like throttling a bunch of people and infiltrating a base, but I think it'd be cool if you're like avoiding, you know, stuff that, uh, obstacles and then maybe exploration. I mean, he can he can basically move vertically on yeah. walls. He it could be a climb. It's going to be uncharted, but Gollum. <laughs> Gollum should yes, be able. That's to, a good way to say. It's going to have guns. Like, like <laughs> it, that's like no. a combination of climby puzzles. Yes. And throttling. Gollum it's should be hiding and pull the and triggers, crawling, yeah. and, <laughs> and internal dialogue options. Mm-hmm. Gollum should absolutely be able to climb everything. Yeah. 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 That's what he does. And fish. Um, and we know we play him as he's deep into his corruption by the One Ring, and he conveys a different set of emotions than those seen in the films because he needs to be more sympathetic and relatable because you're playing as his character. Oh, just right? changing the character to fit your interests. He's fairly Typical sympathetic video in the films. Games. He sings that cute song. Smeagol yeah. is. But he's a betrayer. Uh, and then taters. We, <laughs> we can expect stealth gameplay, dual personality mechanic, huge levels. So that doesn't sound like a yeah. point and click adventure. Huge levels and a move away from the violence that dominates other lords of the rings games. Lord of the rings. Games. That's how you pluralize it. Shadow lords, of lords of the ring. Um, if this takes place between the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, that's an era in which Gollum goes to Mordor, gets captured, gets tortured, gets captured again by Aragorn when he's set free, Wait. goes to Mirkwood. Go, you, go into more detail with this. I thought this was interesting. Okay. You, so, you were explaining this to me yesterday. Wait, you want me to go into more detail? Yes. <laughs> All right. And year 3013. <laughs> um, we know that the Hobbit, Hobbit yeah. or uh, uh, Bilbo meets Gollum and yeah. gets the ring from him. Yeah, so then at that point, uh, uh, Gollum is like, you know, he, he knows that there's a thing called the Shire and he knows that what that there's halflings and that ba- who Baggins is right yeah. and we know that because in the very beginning of Lord of the Rings you've seen the movies he's shouting that and, mm-hmm. and while being tortured in, in Mordor uh, and that's because he he leaves and he goes to try to figure out where his ring is and at some point he gets captured and taken and tortured but then Sauron says uh, you probably are trying to trick us and you're not giving us all this information but you did give us this great information that there's somebody named Baggins in the Shire or whatever, which they do show in the movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Get to, he yeah, goes he goes Shire yeah. Baggins. Yeah. I think he, he and they all the, that's what the black writers are repeating. So then, uh, then he releases Gollum because they think like, oh, we'll just follow him and he'll lead us right to him. And at some point in there, Gollum talks to she- Shelob probably and stuff like that. I don't know because then he has a relationship with Shelob later. You know where you can say like, eat mm-hmm. these hobbits and we'll make a deal, but. Then he goes to 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 uh, he gets captured by Aragorn, and they want to interview him uh, at that point because they they know he had something to do with the ring. And Gandalf's trying to figure mm-hmm. out what the one ring, if it's the One Ring or not, yeah. which he doesn't realize for a long time. He just knows it's a ring of power. There's there's you know eleven of yeah. them or whatever. 
So uh, that all happens, and then again, you stop me when I'm going too far. No, uh, there, love it. So I'm just trying to give a geographic sense of where Gollum could go. Yeah. Because then he goes to 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 uh, he's captured by the elves in Mirkwood, and there's like a battle. There's the the there's a, a, a the Sauron's dark forces are like you know in Mirkwood at that time, and it's just all the stuff happening. So there there could be you know a battle sequence in this too. But then Gollum gets out, and then somehow he meets up with the Fellowship in. <laughs> under the Misty Mountains in the Mines of Moria. So that means he's probably released from, you know, he's, he escapes in the turmoil or something from Rookwood and the, during that battle. And then he comes across and is like lost in maybe Moria for a long time because hmm. he just comes upon them then and that's that's the point in which he joins the hunt for the ring again. But Laura, this is all happening before. The game is supposed to be set before all this stuff goes. Yes, yeah. So I think this would lead up to the point in which he's maybe in Markwood or something like that. Maybe it ends with him like finding the fellowship and probably not. Well, it makes that would sense. be the happy ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it would make sense. He's lost the ring, so that's why he's on a quest to try and get his yeah, ring back. Exactly. I think that could be the motivation. Yeah. If it's before that, if it's when he has the ring, like it could be about him lo- <laughs> losing the ring in the cave and just trying to find it because <laughs> he lost it then too. And then uh, even if it's before that, which I don't think it would be, it'd be him finding the ring. You know, being. Uh, corrupted yeah and, yeah and, and kicked out the village and all that stuff which would be all right they also seem to allude to the fact that like through these narrative decisions that you're making within the dialogue as your smeagol versus Gollum, that you can arrive at an ending that's more leaning towards one personality over the other so mm-hmm. that kind of gives an idea of what the story might be mm-hmm. or at least what the ending yeah. would. and Gollum has technically a happy ending because he gets that ring it just he, it's just <laughs> for mean, like yeah. a second or two <laughs> yeah well spoilers <laughs> Uh, we, my favorite part of that whole lore dump, by the way, is that lore dump. in, you saw the Hobbit movies, uh, which are terrible, but they expand a lot on this. And in the books, Gollum just disappear, or excuse me, uh, Gandalf just disappears from the book. And then he comes back in like a hundred pages later and is like, oh, sorry, I had to go take down this necromancer in the forest. And then he's just back in the book. It's not a part of the story. It's never addressed again. And when you're a child reading this book, you're like, What? What just happened? Like, he kicks he kicks Sauron out of Mirkwood, mm-hmm. and it happens off camera in the book. It's insane. Yeah, he like flees back. I think they even show that a little bit in the Hobbit movies. Right? Yeah, they, mm-hmm. yeah, it's oh. a whole subplot in the yeah. movies. But so that's the, what they're talking about. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so what's your impression of this? Uh, looking at the IGN comments, a lot of people are like, "Why would I want to play as Gollum mm-hmm. in a game of any character in Lord of the Rings? Why would I want to be Gollum?" Well, it certainly sets you in like more of a stealth environment, so that's yeah. cool. It's different than the Shadow of Wardor, Mordor yeah. games that we've played. He's, I, I think he's really interesting narrative. But it's the same, you know, the gameplay, you you know, I don't know. There's a reason that those games are like sword and board. Like that's a very established format for making a successful, fun video game. Yeah. Gollum's always been like a kind of a controversial addition to the Lord of the Rings. He's really creepy. And I don't really, you know, it's really, Peter Jackson did a lot with that character to make it, I think, more fleshed out and interesting Hmm. than I ever thought of Gollum in the books. And I think that's a really that's cool a, thing. So also, if a game could do that, it'd be great. Also a credit to Andy Serkis, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Before. And you know my policy on elves and everything. Only Tolkien's allowed to use those. Yeah. That's uh, dwarves and elves and hobbits, especially. If those are in other things, come on. How lame Just come up with your own stuff. How lame are the elves in the Witcher? Yeah. Oh my god. Nobody does <laughs> nobody, You should see the halflings, man. They're they're in the game. That's yeah. like nobody else can do hobbits, but they cheat it by having halflings. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. No. Come up with your own fantasy stuff. I agree. It's not as bad. I can't even talk about The Witcher, though, because like later episodes <laughs> no have spoilers. other bad things. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Lord of the Rings Golem is coming 2021. Uh, PS5 and Xbox Series X alongside PC. That's cool that they got confirmed for the next-gen yeah. console. Yeah, yeah. next-gen is such really a fun, real. We're in such a fun period. Where like yeah, almost gonna, every game that's announced now is going to be yeah. confirmed Ooh. to be PS5. Mm-hmm. It's going to keep happening. Hey, speaking of PS5... <gasps> Thank you about it. I should have saved that, that audio cue for something we're going to talk about later. Is there something we need to be concerned about with the PS5? That was Dracula X. Dracula X, okay. The Super Nintendo one? Yeah. Thanks. Um, we got a question uh, on Twitter that was sent to all of us. Taylor Atkinson asked us, Omega Cops, how much would the PlayStation 5 have to cost for you to not get it? Mm, interesting. PS4 launched at $400, I believe. 2013. I didn't get a PS3 at launch because it was really expensive. $599 US dollars. Yeah. Was that the high end one? Yeah. I, I don't know. No, I think that might have I been think the that was just it, right? Yeah. Right at the beginning. 
$600. That's amazing. Uh, PS4 was 400 at launch, I think. Um, yeah. I don't know. What, what, what would be too much? I wouldn't pay it. $1,000, certainly. Definitely not. Let's knock it down from there. 900 800 Yeah. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. I, it, it depends $400, on... $400, sure. I mean, 500 Maybe. What about 600 And it plays Nintendo games. <laughs> Sure. You throw, like, throw in Nintendo games. Yeah. Four, 400 is like hard yes. Switches. And 500 is like, yeah. let's see what game, what launch game. Yeah. And like, what are these, yeah. like, well, what are the new next gen features? That's what the question is, right? Is like, what's feasible? So theoretically, mm-hmm. the PS5 could launch to such a degree with so many bells and whistles that 500 could be reasonable. Mm-hmm. I think 500 is super reasonable. I, for me personally, like, I have a really nice gaming PC. So it comes down to exclusive software. And so mm-hmm. if there's a game that I have to play that's really important this fall, like something that's really in the zeitgeist that's only on PS5, then like, you know, I'll suck it up and pay 500 So collectively, $501 is what we've agreed on. That's it. Four ninety nine. Not a cent yep. more. Yeah. <laughs> 501 shut it down. <laughs> I well, think they have to do 400 now. Like, I don't think consoles are ever going to not do that for a little while. That, that seems to be the, the going rate. Well, what about, so didn't Xbox One X yeah. cost 500 at yeah, launch? Yeah, that wasn't a console. That was a well, point I'm just saying, console, you know? I think, I expect them to be 500, and that's just yeah, a lot like, for me to swallow. If, if the next Xbox is more powerful, how could it come in at, Cost under the Xbox One X, you know. Well, that's a good point, but because you know they want to get it. Launches are different, you know. The point fives were just a, a different time, but also like I think that they do always incur such a loss on these these console launches. I don't just don't think it's the goal to to make a bunch of money. Yeah, it's more about stuff. an appealing number that at some point gets closer to yeah. like reverting on your costs for it. We also, as far as I know, there's more of these rumors with Xbox and PlayStation, but we might see two consoles at launch is the rumor, at least. Even on PlayStation 4? Well, it's... You mean two editions? Yeah, two editions that commonly swirls around the Series X. Like, they might have a pro model at launch and a cheaper model at launch, day one. iPhone style and all. So that would let them have, you know, then they can have some super, like, they can have their cake and eat it too. Like, we have a cheap console that you can buy today. We also have the most power. We're more powerful than our competitor, Yeah. yeah. The most yeah. powerful console. Suck it up, and, suck it up and buy that. So I think they'll start that. I think Xbox is going to have a four hundred dollar console <laughs> and a six hundred dollar console. Six hundred even. Yeah, wow. I, think so. I, I think that that's the interesting thing is when there's the high end ones that like push push upwards above the, the level instead of having a cheapo one and a standard one. If they have the standard and then these like really expensive models, that yeah. that'd be pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's own. Um, yeah, it is. It, a, they're uh, going to be taller. That's how you know they're more they just keep. I, I hope that <laughs> no they're smaller. Just, that's that, the way it goes. That would be more expensive normally. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want but them to make it bigger. What if you want to show your friends? Yeah. I don't want them to make it bigger, fatter. I just want them to make it tall. <laughs> like make it like two feet tall. I mean, if we've already decided we're we're hanging it vertically, then yeah. Yeah. Why not? Don't Spend it from the ceiling. Width. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Get it up off the ground. <laughs> Better ventilation. Uh, obviously, it is a, uh, a next gen year, so we will have lots more next gen uh, details more concrete details to talk about as the year goes on. But we just had a big, uh, a nice long break and I want to hear uh, what about what games you guys have been playing right after this. <laughs> so <laughs> that was obviously Iron Tank on NES. Okay. Yeah. Who spent their break playing Iron Tank? Everybody knows that. I've played Iron Tank. I have played Iron Tank. Yeah, it had, I think it had two players at once, which made it really yeah, appealing at the time. Not a very good game, I don't think. Well, uh, but what, no Jackal. What were we playing? Here? <laughs> <laughs> I only played a little bit of Luigi's Mansion. Um, That's it? Yeah, I, I opted more for um, reading than, than mm. video gaming. Um, I know. It was, uh, it was Family just, time. How it, just how it went together this time. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I started up Luigi's Mansion finally, um, and myself and my nephew loved it. Yeah. And it was such a cute experience to like, I realized as we were playing, because frankly, he's two, and so at that age, you mm. just constantly need to be distracting them from one thing to the other to keep their attention. Otherwise, it's like temper tantrum central. Uh, and so I sat him down and, and showed him uh, the intro screen and we're going through it and he's like looking at these ghosts and I'm I'm like emphasizing like look at this ghost aren't you so scared and realizing in the process that <laughs> this is the scared? first time that he's seeing Mario mm, as well, a character uh, as as an entity as this like iconic thing that we all know very well because mm. he's two and so this is his first experience I think with any video game first time seeing a ghost 
first time seeing a ghost, Won't first time seeing Luigi. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it was just a cool, you know, little uh, developmelt thing for him. That's cool. And then what at, your, at two he could he could pay attention to the was, actual movement of what I you was doing? shocked, yeah. and there was a glare on my switch and everything because it was just in handheld mode. Um, but he was just enthralled by the fact that like he could tell I was doing stuff with like the with the d-pad and and all the um, input mm-hmm. buttons. like he could tell they were doing things. Mm-hmm. Uh, instinctively, he went for the screen, of course, yeah. because mm-hmm. yeah. these days have good acknowledgement of how touch screens mm-hmm. work. My daughter still try to swipe the television. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's amazing that's cat like um but yeah he, he could tell that like i was luigi walking around and he could tell when like you know a big ghost monster was chasing after me and he had that sensibility it was cool and then mm-hmm. what what's your impression of the game i'm super early in but so far you know as adorable <laughs> as mm-hmm. and engaging as any nintendo game would be so i'm like in the midst of figuring out all the levels of the floors and stuff mm. going up and down the elevators sam how's final fantasy 7 going <laughs> Uh, first of all, I did play a little bit of Luigi too, uh, maybe a, three or four hours of it. And it is a lot of elevators. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know if that's the game for me, but, uh, uh, it was really pretty. The ghosts look amazing in that game. They're scary, but cute. Mm. Everything is scary, but cute. Mm. It's perfect. So, so yeah, I, I started Final Fantasy seven and I've never played it before. I've talked about it on the show. I've been meaning to play it. I'm surprised it's so much like old Final Fantasies. I don't know why I'm surprised about that, but like I was like a weird little kid and didn't want to play it at the time because I thought it was like too diverting from Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. But it's so cool to have like, you know, the same spells like lit and cure and fire and everything. Mm-hmm. It's really neat to have all that. And then the, the combat feels just like Final Fantasy. That game is just a like a like a kind of crummily written movie though. You just play through it. You know, you just walk from town to town. You don't do any, there's a little bit of side questing. I got Yuffie. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's but, not uh, easy to do. No, but I used a guide to do yeah, it. Sure. So I don't know how you would have figured that out at the time. She yeah. has this, you have to, this character you have to recruit by yeah. choosing the it's right, insane. the right dialogue yeah. options. And first you have to say like, yeah, you are really scary. Yeah. You really scared us. And then you have to say like, I wasn't that scared though. Like it's like this <laughs> dumb sequence. And then when she when and then when you have to like talk her up, they're like, she's tough. And then you walk away. So, so that's all happening. And, and like now I'm out actually in the open world, actually way past the open world. I think I'm almost at disc two actually, which is a thing that I never thought I'd say. <laughs> um, but what's really good is that I have a fast forward button and that means that I can walk around really fast and then I can get through battles really fast. Mm. And it's the best thing ever for an old RPG. And I, I think yeah. that's a really cool thing about the emulation. Mm. And then the final thing I'll say is that I have no idea what this game is going to be about. The remake. Yeah. The remake. It makes no sense to me. Like all you do in that city is dress like a girl and go to a strip club <laughs> and get into a mafioso's place. And it's just so there's nothing that happens. There's, there's not, there's like barely any, I don't know if people remember this as like a longer sequence. If you haven't played it for in a while, but it's just a couple hours. I think yeah. it's like four hours. Yeah. Yeah. And, and all you do is talk to a bunch of people and see a little bit of backstory from some people and then you're out and then the game starts. You infiltrate the Shinra building and you go to yeah. the church and then you, there you go to the train yard that's got full of ghosts. It's haunted. Yeah. But those are like three screen places, but like it's easy, like a haunted train yard. That's three screens in final fantasy seven can be blown up into like an hour. Of it like can remake. be. But that, but we don't know. Like I'm so yeah. mystified that this remake is happening and what it's going to be. And I really wish it was like yeah. this big open world RPG game. Not even open world, just have an overworld. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. But that game is cool. There's cool things in that game, and I don't want to dismiss it entirely. I really like the materia system, the combos and stuff. And I picked up the classic print strategy guide, and it's so awesome to That's play really along cool. with. Yeah, materia system's great, man. Like you get all and heal on a weapon. You can just heal everybody all at once. Yeah, mm. or I just great. from the guide I read all and time, and you can give everybody just faster. Yep. right from the start. It was really powerful in Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's great. There's another button that just turns on super attacks too if, for the emulation, which I've not used. Hmm. I haven't played Final Fantasy VII since it was first released uh, when I was in college, but hearing you talk about it makes me want to play it again, especially with the uh, um, quality of life improvements that they've added to the game. And that makes it playable. Like yeah. If you just want to like veg out and play an old RPG, like it's, it is a pretty good option. It's not yeah. a terrible RPG or anything. No. It's just like it feels like a fun, comfortable old Final Fantasy. You turn on the button that shows you all the exits out of a scene. Yeah. Sometimes there's like an, another way. There's mm-hmm. like a door that you don't even know you can go in. There's a button for that. Yeah. Well, I don't know on the switch. Like there wasn't the original game. There was, I assume oh. there is mm-hmm. in the port. Like on the original game, there's yeah. nothing like that. Yeah. It's so confusing because the screens are pre-rendered, pre, so pre-rendered in low res that yeah. it's hard to even tell like no, where you are. It's like this muddy door yeah. in the corner. I have no idea. It's yeah. so confusing. You should the investigate gu- that. The guide's good for that. I will look into that. Does that sound like Final Fantasy X at all? With random doors being highlighted? No. It was at the Ten wasn't pre rendered. It's only seven, eight, and nine. Okay. It's not pre rendered? Ten had like actual three D graphics. Oh, Mm -hmm. okay. 
Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. All right. uh, I've been playing another Final Fantasy game, Final Fantasy Adventure. Whoa. Because I got the mana collection for Switch, and it has Adventure, uh, Secret of Mana, and then, what's the third? I forget what the third game is in there. Trials well, of Mana? Is that that one? The third one is, is it? was called Seiken Tetsetsu 3. Yeah. And then, I don't know what it's called here. Um, anyway, Final Fantasy Adventure is something I missed as a kid. I think I played Legend instead. It's a Game Boy game, and it's more of an action RPG, and it's totally fun and playable today. And they didn't even really add any uh, quality of life improvements to that, except for there's a quick save feature. But it's just like you walk around overworld uh, fighting monsters in real time and get different weapons. And then you go into towns and dungeons and fight bosses. And Do you have a monster in your game called Dorky Face? <laughs> I haven't encountered I do. Dorky Face yet. <laughs> okay. No. Did you name Dorky Face? No, Dorky mm. Face is a monster that just appears out of nowhere. And you fight Dorky Face. Does he have a Dorky Face? It's just a jack-o'-lantern. Oh. That's pretty dorky. <laughs> it's, it's a little dorky, <laughs> I guess. Anyway, Final Fantasy Adventures, pretty fun. Uh, I'm enjoying that one. And then I also played a bunch of my friend Pedro, mm. which is fun. But I think, like we talked about before, uh, very similar to Katana Zero, which I prefer. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. That's on sale. I might buy that one. Today. Which one? Katana it's, Zero? Yeah. It's a yep. little more intuitive, all of the like gun dancing and I like I just like the the visual style of Katana Zero a little bit more than yeah. My Friend Pedro but My Friend Pedro is also very cool I, I guess the one. big difference is like the, the twin stick aspect of it for the dual shooting yeah. essentially mm-hmm. yeah that's true yeah uh, Justin as you mentioned there's a big sale going on on Switch right now right mm-hmm. yeah there uh, there are 1,000 Switch games on sale now it's like their New Year's sale deal and it's actually a bigger <laughs> I'll take them it's a bigger deal like a bigger sale than their Black Friday sale was so. When I bought Final Fantasy, do you think it was part of that? It was like seven bucks. It was like a weird percentage off, like 40% off or something. You know, I think you had it before Christmas. Like mm-hmm. this sale just, just started after. this okay. week. Um, and finally, I've been playing Devil's Tilt, which is a new pinball game. I've had my eye on that. It's, it looks so cool. It's awesome. It's a, ah. it's the spiritual successor to classic 90s video pinball games, Devil's Crush and Alien Crush, I think from the same creator. Um, and it's like, a, it's it's a very cool, like uh, occult um, mm-hmm. sort of bullet hell shooter pinball game. Pinball adventure. Yeah. And it, it, it's very, very cool. It's super 90s. It's got for? a super 90s soundtrack. I'm playing it on Switch. I think it's oh, also, it's also on it's PC. On um, I think it's very cool. One thing that people might take issue with is that it's 20 bucks and it's only one table. And people are used to like Zen pinball and like getting yeah. a package of tables there. But the table but like, is not like a rectangular, like it's got like, you're going through different, there's three tiers to yeah. it. There's a boss on each tier and it's, I'd, I'd like actually be interested in hearing what Sam thinks about it. Since as long as you don't say table ever again. Sorry. We've gone over this. There's only one machine in devil's tilt. Pinball. <laughs> uh, but that but doesn't make cool. sense either though. So I totally see why you'd say table in virtual. <laughs> but that game is very cool. I've been enjoying that one. And finally, Justin, what have you been playing? I'm playing a lot of stuff right now. All right. I'm still working my way through Dragon Quest XI S yep. on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Love it. It's the most charming, chill, like cool down, play before bed game. Um, Does I'm, it have chocobos? No. <laughs> God, you guys. <laughs> Just has regular ass horses. That's a Final Fantasy thing. Um, you're getting, I'm getting to the point now. I remember I talked about last time on Scoop where one of the first enemies you fight is a, cr- a cruel cumber. And mm. all the enemy names are these little puns, and he does this funny little dance, and then you kill him. Are they all vegetables? And now, no. But they now I'm on. I'm getting Dragon to like as I'm deeper in the game, <laughs> I'm getting to the reskins, and the reskin of the cruel cumber is a zumini, which I think is really cute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, big fan of that game. Tina Zumini. I know it sounds like my name. <laughs> we uh, or like Zumbini. Yeah. Mm. My wife and I are trying to get up off the couch more often, so we got Just Dance 2020 on the Switch, mm-hmm. and it works super, super great with the Joy-Con, having a lot of fun with that, and the girls like that one, too. Anything else that's got you up off the couch? I Last night, I did Ring Fit Adventure for yeah. the very first time. Yeah. It times you, it doesn't time your play session, but it times how much actual exercise you're getting. So it's like, you know, if you take a little break, the timer stops. And it says, I got 11 minutes of exercise across like a 25 or 30 minute play session. Mm-hmm. And it almost made me barf at the end. <laughs> wow. So yeah, I hear it's like a legit exercise. I was all, I was very, very sweaty. I had to skip the cool. It's like, do you, now your exit, your workouts over. You do these cool down stretches and I had to skip them and lay down flat on my floor. <laughs> Aw. So those are important for your muscles. I know, but I was like, I'm, I, I ate a bunch of soup before I exercised. <laughs> That's a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> but it was exercise soup. Yeah. Um, so sometimes publishers ask us for box quotes and they're allowed mm-hmm. to like, you know, use like a quote from one of our reviewers. They have to go through our, edit, our, our yeah. news editor, Dan, to get them approved. So they they don't just get taken out of context and Nintendo you're welcome to use it almost made me barf yeah it, it was great <laughs> semicolon it almost made me barf yeah. so is it like connect adventures where it's specific 
adventures. Yeah, it's a it's a legit RPG. Like I'm earning coins and leveling up. And um, if you were to have a camera filming me, this is what makes it so clever. What you would see is just someone doing reps of like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm doing 10 squats and I'm doing chair pose and I'm doing... You Can know, you summon Odin? <laughs> you cannot summon Odin. <laughs> no knights of the round. And you're doing these knee lifts. But if you were to see that in the context of the game, those are all attacks that I'm dealing damage to a boss. And um, you also get to choose from like what move do you want to do. And so, you know, like my legs are feeling tired. I want to do mm. like, a, you know, a shoulder exercise or like an ab exercise now. So... I'm really, really impressed. It's a lot more workouty and less video gamey than I was expected. It's very intense. Yep. For cool. the better, stuff like Just Dance isn't like necessarily a great workout, so this sounds better for that purpose. You just ruined Justin's entire workout regimen. <laughs> I mean, the, that's more cardio. That's fine. You need cardio, too. Um, True. And I started Disco Elysium. Oh, yeah. Nice. How's that for a workout? First impression? <laughs> Uh, for your thumbs. The mental workout. <laughs> First impression is the might be the best writing in a video game ever, maybe. Interesting. Like it starts very strong and continued very strong, and I only stopped because I have, you know, other demands on my personal time. Mm. Have you ever heard Sephiroth talk to the cloud? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like Final Fantasy VII, but that translation is almost incomprehensible. <laughs> There's some stuff in that game that is not going to be in the remake, and I'm just going to leave it there. Yeah, I think that's probably true. They tried to adult a little bit. Let's move on. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com slash gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com slash gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. It is a new month, new year, new decade, and that brings us to uh, another uh, retro game magazine. This week, we're flipping through the December 1990 issue of Game Player's Strategy Guide to Nintendo Games. Is this going to pop up here? No, it's not going to pop up. Well, we could have... Yeah, sorry. We don't have that up there. (laughs) Everyone at home is going to be able to see it, though. Uh, Back to the Future 2 and 3 got on the cover, (laughs) along with uh, Gilligan's Island. what What is the magazine? Game Player's Strategy Guide to Nintendo Games. Never heard of it. I turn it this way so we can see. Well, you, you see, it doesn't really turn. Should I bring my projector? A lot. Yeah. That's yes, bring the projector. <laughs> you don't really need to see this the okay. screen so much. All right. Anyway, uh, I want to. I want. Uh, there's like 28 pages that I've selected out of this magazine here, and I don't want <laughs> to like. I just want to set the stage. The last page of this magazine is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Okay. All right. Well, don't build it up too much. Let's get into it. Uh, you can get a free Bart Simpson poster. 
It says, it's free, man. All you have to do is, hang, you can hang out with Bart Simpson every day for a free poster. Send three Butterfinger candy bar wrappers, the 2.1 ounce or larger, plus your name, address, and zip code, and $1.25 for postage and handling too. Blah, 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 blah. Let's do it. That's not free. You have to pay for postage. <laughs> yeah. The poster. Plus, you had to pay for the Butterfingers, and no baby ones. But you still got Butterfingers for The poster's it. a shot of it's a good Bart Patreon. and Maggie skateboarding down a hill, and he's holding a Butterfinger, and he says... Can't lay a finger on my butterfinger. Uh, it looks like he's saying it's free, man. <laughs> that's what that's he, earlier. That's not the poster, though. Oh, that's the ad. Okay. I'm getting texts. And when, when you're a dad, you have to make sure there's nothing like super wrong. Well, it's probably because you just said you saw the coolest thing you've ever seen in this magazine <laughs> and it wasn't about the birth of your child. Um, okay. I think everything's fine. Let's move on. It's not confident. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, Sam doesn't need to see this ad for Skater Die 2. Which is like two guys playing Skater Die 2 in... Well, they're not even playing it. They're just looking at an ad Look, for it. Can you leave this here? Then we can all see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that a crack in the Are ball? they playing in a sewer? And <laughs> They're, <laughs> that's they're not, playing in no. a cool skater's yeah. pad. I was going to say, that's just a cool guy's room. We also need to talk yeah. about the size discrepancy between these two players. Either one is, one is a hobbit and one is a, a, a man... There's a very tiny man in a Santa Cruz skateboard shirt. Yeah. Also, that mounting of the TV is really not safe. It's yeah. It looks like it's in the wall. Skater Die Two. Is the, it in the wall? Well, I was gonna say because it's a giant CRT. There's that no TV is not mounted like that. TV Remember, weighs a thousand. This pounds. is 1990. Mm-hmm. How, how could you mount a TV on a wall so in what's 1990? Going on here, there's no stand. It's, it's a hey. hole in the wall. Uh, of course. And they inserted their of course CRT yeah. television. The whole thing is fake. <laughs> it's an advertisement. Yeah. Skater Die. It looks like it's cut out of uh, a photo. Skate or Die Two. The Twisted Skate. Adventure with the ultimate ramp. I didn't know they made a skater die too. Oh, it's the best version. And this this half pipe ramp is like a side. You can just choose to play that, and it's like you can just do the half pipe uh, like a Tony Hawk level or something. It's really fun. I also need to. And read- if you screw up, you go in the center part of the half pipe, and you, and you fall on the center of it, and you split down the middle, and your head flies off. Jesus, it's really violent. Read this uh, small print. It says, "Skate or die." For tips and stickers, send two bucks to Electronic Arts. Cool. And it lists oh. their address. Or Butterfinger Wrappers. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do all of these things. For the tips show. and stickers, send two I bucks want to Electronic Arts. I want sheet so yeah. bad. <laughs> Can Maybe you imagine? If you send it, they'll still give it to you. All right. Let's go get some Butterfingers. Yeah. Send two bucks for tips and stickers. No, this is how it started. Bucks. This is how greedy you EA started. You already have one. <laughs> it's in San Mateo. It's the same place that <laughs> EA still is. Yep. We could just go there. All right, right. moving on. I bet they have. I love you. Here we have a two-page spread ad from Culture Brain, and I love the headline. It's just why these games are great. (laughs) (laughs) Tina, as an editor, do we add question marks like that? (laughs) It's for two NES games. What's that M? Baseball. Which is that an N? Why are these games are? Oh, it's 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 two pages. I see the pages like collapsing. So it's for two NES games: Baseball Simulator 1000 and The Magic of Scheherazade, whose title is incomprehensible, unreadable. Can't read the text in that game. I know. And the headline it just says why these games are great. Top sellers for baseball. It's a top seller amongst baseball games. It has averaged 1,000 games per week in 20 weeks at Toys R Us. We should have tried IGN's Game of the Year. Yeah, yeah, no, I hate question headlines. <laughs> Everyone knows this. I say it about once a week. And then for <laughs> Scheherazade, it says the responses are phenomenal. Top quality, piles of fun letters. <laughs> letters like, I really enjoyed the game called Scheherazade. I really like adventures. And this was one of the best I've ever played. Wow. Wow. Now, so, Tina, what if this answered the question, why these games are great? Which I think, we, I think we have Because <laughs> really what would happen is everybody would scroll down and just like write the comments on this magazine. That's the problem with question headlines. <laughs> But they answered them in the, com- the comments? Yeah. I got to run a question headline by you after this. Okay. Uh-oh, Damie's in trouble. Why these games are great? That should be... <laughs> Game Scoop is that 661? I mean, frankly, I'd click on it just to know what the hell was going on in the presumably video. Why this podcast is great? <laughs> I think we should headline Game of the Year 2020, Why These Games Are Great. You know, Game Scoop 661 is kind of a question. Yeah. It's really true. That's true. Here we have an ad for Pac-Mania on NES, and I love it says, Pac-Man in 3D, a whole new way to get really wild and crazy <laughs> when i want to get wild and crazy i play pac-man but not in the old way in Dave. 3d in 3d this was actually technically the last way to get really wild and crazy it's yeah. been three decades yeah, no know. one's come up with a yeah, new one since <laughs> why did they put a picture of the nes on the box or just in the ad like it's for this console this yeah. is the console well, that it plays is, it is 10 games. games that's so you can be like mom i want this one 
And then under Tengen, the logo says arcade hits for all game systems and all is underlined. Yeah. So just so you know, they're not, they're, I see they're emphasizing. They're not exclusive. That Pac-Man art is terrible. It's not the fake all, it's the real all. That, yeah, Pac-Man's just bouncing around there. Do you guys know who Tengen is? It's uh, Atari. It's Atari, yeah. <laughs> so here we have editor's favorites, 1990, the good, the rad, and the awesome. <laughs> Our editors and game experts That's never been used choose <laughs> their favorite NES games of all time. What's the scale? Do you think awesome is better than rad? Oh uh, man, it, it has That's to be tough. right. They say. I'm, let's see if I can. Re- let's see if I can read this from here. This is it. A totally so. unscientific, absolutely unauthorized, completely unsanctioned list of game players' favorite games, handpicked by our editors and game experts from their personal playing experiences. Okay, so it's only favorites. This list is not meant to be an official game players' <laughs> ranking of the best Nintendo games of all time. Instead, it's a personal, sometimes peculiar, mm. listing of games that have had the most appeal to the most people here at Game Players over the past couple of you years. Said this was 1990. How yeah. similar is I, this copy? That's to what I was we just going to say. Yeah. It warms we my still heart use that these in thirty yeah. years yep. we're writing the same introduction to top lists, and people still don't get it. <laughs> yeah, then we still have to answer all the. That's the thing. It's just, I, I disagree with this questions. list. Make your own, man. <laughs> <laughs> and they say, since this is a purely personal selection of favorite games, we've alphabetized the choices instead of ranking them by popularity. Cowards. <laughs> <laughs> so since it's alphabetical, they started with. Baseball Simulator 1000. Why this game is great? <laughs> Why? Well, they listed there. Not all these little blurbs are, are that interesting. Batman is is is, is uh, number two. So we're just going to go through this list. Baseball Simulator. Well, 1000. Hold on, Batman. Tina. We heard your verdict on single question marks. What about two exclamation points? Not not one or three. The good, the rad, and the awesome. Well, you know what F. Scott Fitzgerald says. What's that? Two question mark. Two exclamation points are far too many. <laughs> That's what. That's he's, not what he says. <laughs> he says, "Oh yeah, and here's no, an he ad." Doesn't even like one for uh, the ultimate basketball. It says it's like ultimate it. basketball. Trash all those other basketball <laughs> cartridges. Double dribble. Jordan versus Bird one on one. They're in the trash. You have ultimate basketball I mean, now. That's good advice. <laughs> So their list uh, continues. Bionic Commando, Blades of Steel. I love that their blurb says hockey makes its appearance on our list with this Konami game. Well, what more do you need to know? <laughs> Everyone, hockey has made its appearance. Uh, Boy and his blob, Castlevania. It says the first Castlevania ranked quite high on our list because it starts with C and yeah. it's alphabetical. Wait a so. second. Oh, yeah. It's not I ranked. This wasn't ranked. Uh, then the then they have Castlevania 3. Do you know the reason why? Castlevania 2 is not on Why are these here? both out here in the same year anyway? Yet. It's not from this year. This is their best NES games of all time. Oh, okay. From the five-year-old NES at this point. Mm. Okay. Why is it not on here? Because it sucks? Yeah. Because <laughs> say, it's bad. they list it as Simon's Quest, oh. Castlevania 2. Oh, my oh. God. Mm. It'll show up later. Um, yeah. What sad editor put the Chess Master? The Chess Master is on here. They said the Chess Master is an excellent NES game for those who already play chess and those who want to learn. Hmm. One of the top 50 NES games of all time, Sam. Oh, Chessmaster. 50 games on here? Maybe yeah. they just needed a Chippendale for the layout. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Just for the extra C yeah. on the page. Contra, and I love what they say about Contra. Uh, blah, blah, blah. This, uh, Contra and its sequel, Super C, tied in our voting. They both have great action and fluid graphics, if you don't mind the nonstop killing. Oh. Well. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> <laughs> like that's a blurb on the back of the box non-stop killing but like why like they don't say that about like <laughs> Castlevania they, like it, every game on this list is non-stop killing except for chess yeah. Dr. Chaos is on Golf. here it's a fairly uh, fairly uh, obscure title Double Dragon uh-huh. of course Double Dragon 2 DuckTales Galaga oh wait for DuckTales they say Capcom's DuckTales ended up in our top five and it's no wonder Mm. So they used the yeah. copy after ranking exactly. the list. What they yeah. did, it, what's becoming clear is they did rank them, and then decided they didn't want to do two, it. but didn't, didn't change, change the copy. The copy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Galaga yes. is on here. Golf, like Sam said, challenging and versatile are the key characteristics of Nintendo's golf. You can see a close up and overall view of each hole, so there's no excuse for ending up in a sand trap. It's <laughs> a good point. I mean, if you hit, you had a close up and an overall view of each hole. It's no excuse. Jordan versus Bird 101. I don't know if Ultimate Basketball is on there, though. Karnov. Throw in the trash. Made their list. Another entry from early 1988, Data East Karnov is a Soviet weightlifter on a mission. Who cares what he's after? Just relax and enjoy the fun. Yeah, it's, a, it's part of the Bad Dude cinematic universe, right? That's true. That's true. Clax. The NES port of Clax is on the list. These are great. These are some deep cuts in here. Yeah. I'm, I'm impressed with the quality of this list so far. At the beginning of Clax, a uh, screen comes up <laughs> yeah. that says, it is the 90s and there is time for Clax. 
It's true. <laughs> Not it is time for clacks. There is time. Like we yeah. have so much leisure time. That it's the nineties now. There's time for clacks. Yep. <laughs> It you don't is, need to be toiling out in the fields anymore. Yeah. And it's an American game put out by Atari. <laughs> Maybe it's 2020. Bad. There's no longer time for clacks. Yeah, that's true. Legend not of, time for clacks. Legend of Zelda. They say this classic role-playing game still generates more of our mail than almost any other game. It's funny that they consider it an RPG. Is that like their version of Don't At Us? <laughs> Maybe. Legendary Wings, Life Force... That's a great game. Mm-hmm. Then Maniac Mansion, which I love, but they say this new game from Jalico is a role-playing adventure unlike any other Nintendo game. Weird. Not a role-playing game. <laughs> Very clearly a point-and-click sh- click adventure game. Mega Man 1, 2, and 3 are on this list. Uh-oh. What else made it? That's it for those. Oh, and in the, me- in the middle of this NES... Uh, Player's Guide magazine is a five-page ad for the TurboGrafx-16 <laughs> and the Turbo Express. It took out five pages. You know that's after. deliberate, right? Oh, I've yeah. never seen a Turbo Express. That was really cool looking. This thing? Yeah. Yeah. That's it, a cool console. They have a two, they have a Look two. at the side of that console. It's so thick. Yeah. Uh, or is, no, is that a radio? No, this is a, yeah, this is a TV tuner. It was I had a TV. Sold separately. I had a, sold separately. So it was like a portable TV. Mm-hmm. I had a TV tuner for my Game Gear. Wow, I didn't know they had that for that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Ninja Gaiden one and two are on there, not three, but maybe that was after nineteen ninety. I don't know. Yeah, Nobunaga's ambition is on here. Some Again, more whoever put Chess Master on put <laughs> Nobunaga's ambition. On. Well, what about pinball, Sam? They say the first NES pinball game is still the best. This list is falling apart. I mean, that might be all, true. They're all bad. So that might be true. That might be true. Rescue the Embassy Mission, Robo Warrior, mm. Rocket Ranger, a game I've nobody plays these yeah. games. Romance I've of the Three Kingdoms. They started off strong. Now we're Shadowgate, which I wholeheartedly approve of. Shingen the Ruler. Silent Service. Uh, uh, that's a, a, a submarine a sub game. sim game. I never played. Yeah. Then Simon's Quest, Castlevania 2. Stealth ATF. I should have just called it Stealth AF. <laughs> Strider. Super C. Super Mario Brothers. Is there a gamer out there who hasn't played this classic Nintendo adventure? Probably not, no. These days. Super Mario Bros. 2 and 3 are both on there. Tecmo Baseball and Tecmo Bowl. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Turtles 2, the arcade game, are both here. And then for Tetris, it says our runaway number one choice for our favorite Nintendo game is a classic of gaming. So this was, was, was their number num- one. This was their number one. That was, a but then they chickened it. out. Yeah. I love this chickened out yeah. ranking scandal. It's my <laughs> it favorite thing. It's very common, you know, that Tetris was often number one on like greatest games of all time lists yeah. for a long, long time. And now I think we see more diversity at the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably true. And then Zelda Two: The Adventure of Link rounds out their list. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Lots of interesting choices in there. I love this ad for acclaim, basically <laughs> game and watch games that are in here. Uh, ads for Bart Simpson's Cupcake Crisis, NARC. Can you imagine what <laughs> NARC would play like on one of these things? This is just like a little black yeah. and white tiger toy. Yeah, like a tiger thing. electronics toy that just has one screen, uh, LCD screen. Bigfoot, the truck. I don't know if these ever came out. Yeah. Arch Rivals and Total Recall. I'm thinking that too. Total Recall? Yeah, based on the movie. I, I think we need to track down the Total Recall. I want I want to play NARC. Electronic game. NARC is like a crazy violent arcade game that I'd like to see how they uh, represented that here. Uh, a peripheral maker oh. called Quick Shot, which look at this weird these weird things. There's like a, a an, an advan- NES Advantage style joystick. There's a scope that went on top of the zapper. What is all this? Oh yeah, right. That's as important. Why is Mario <laughs> there? This is a telephone. Super Mario Brothers oh. telephone. Oh. Mario Brandon. But it's yes. just a regular. It doesn't like plug into your NES or anything. It's I, just no. just a phone. The adorable one piece telephone features Mario himself, colorful star shaped buttons, and redial. Star-shaped <laughs> buttons. I'm so in. Like, 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 like. Remember that redial button? Save you so much time. <laughs> oh, I forgot about it. You don't redial. have to dial seven digits again. Oh, got disconnected. It's star, star 69, people, if you didn't know who was calling. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's an ad for the game handler. Something we've talked about before. It was meant to be a one... Hand, a one-handed controller. You can mm-hmm. do everything with one hand. We, we, we watch like a sort of... Like, you can eat chips yeah, with your other hand. I mean, yeah. That's something that's a hot topic on They're not even advertising it as like what it could be, which is like a really good accessibility feature. Yeah, but they weren't thinking about that no. back then. Uh, and now here's... I love this. This is an ad for a Game Boy game called Dead Heat Scramble, which nobody played. But they have a contest. Win a Nissan Pathfinder. Whoa. 
you uh, you have entry form is included in game purchase, which what a thirty dollar Game Boy game, and you could win a Nissan Pathfinder. But there's also nobody there's over no the way. age of twelve playing video games <laughs> yet. There's Did literally win. We need to look. There's this literally up. no way anybody actually won this contest, let alone a nine year old. <laughs> it's probably because the contest rules are written like must be eighteen yeah. or older, and like yeah. every yeah. single person that owns this game was not eighteen. No didn't you didn't you do some digging on like contests? Like wasn't there a, a just cause had a thing to win an island? I th- yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something about that. It was some Square Enix game. And then I thought we followed up on like, did that happen? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I love this ad for two Toho games, Circus Caper and Godzilla. It says from the company that brought you Godzilla's comes quote most fascinating game ever. Oh yeah. <laughs> Who's that quote attributed well, see, to? That's the type of quote that Dan Stapleton might approve. <laughs> yeah. There's no, There's no attribution to who said most fascinating game ever. <laughs> Almost made me barf. Maybe it's that little. What's that little thing? A little clown thing? And then, well... Maybe that clown said it. Yeah, and then there's this ringmaster here who says, explore the big top, play... Play. What? Play the game? <laughs> play what? I like how Mothra is just flying around this. <laughs> Mothra, you know, Oh, no, it's not Mothra. Mothra is, it's, this is Mothra. It's, 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 oh, yeah, there's Mothra. Mothra's part of the uh, circus. Um, I don't know. If we, if we, like, if we asked every gamer on the planet what the most fascinating game ever is, mm-hmm. how many do you think we'd have to go through... Before we found someone that picked Circus Caper, I would I would pick C Man on the Dreamcast. Yeah, yeah, probably. That'll be our next poll. Uh, ad for Batman on NES. Let the battle begin. Are you ready? Because the Joker is waiting. And then it says Batman from SumSoft. Go for it. <laughs> you know the classic Batman catchphrase. <laughs> I'm Batman. Go for it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Getting to the back of the magazine, it gets so weird. I guess it's an ad for this game called Castle of Dragon, but it says s'more hot hints from the guy in the back who's him. (laughs) And he gives you tips for this game that literally nobody played called Castle of Dragon. And then there's a little cutout to join the hottest game player club in the country absolutely free. I don't think this is an ad. I think this is part of the magazine. I know. I there's no because you're you send this off to SETI, the the publisher of this game. Okay, yeah. You search for extraterrestrial intelligence. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, okay, finally we've arrived. Okay, the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh my god! This is an ad for Turbo Warrior. Listen to this copy. Your best game is better when you're warriorized. The Turbo Warrior tape, cassette tape unlocks your powers what? builds confidence gives you control of your game what? what is turbo warrior a combination of music specially written for game players plus messages to you that can improve your performance what? how does it work plug in your favorite game turn down the sound put the tape in your cassette player and go as you play you hear positive subliminal messages <laughs> along with music on the Turbo Warrior tape. Holy when you're, smokes. Right? When your violent reactions are replaced with cool, calm confidence, you play better. Whoa. Play longer when you're warriorized. It's a cassette tape that you had to mail, you had to order for $20 and it played music and then gave it was you, like, talked it was you like, up. Hey man, you you're do doing it. great. You can do it. You've got this, man. Yeah. You can beat this boss. Damon, we could do this. Yeah, yeah we could. <laughs> yes. We could release. Yes. We could release this tape. We should call it Scoop Warrior. That's an Scoop name. Warrior. <laughs> Become warrior. She's got a calming voice. She could do it. I don't know. I tried searching for Turbo Warrior like on on YouTube or something. I couldn't find anything. I want to hear this tape more than I want to see my son grow well, up. Is the it's, it's, <laughs> is the address in San Mateo? Yeah, let's just go. Where's there. the address? Is it? No, it's in Fort Worth, Texas. That's fine. Oof. This is not that far. I'll find my brothers. Yeah, send me X number of Turbo Warrior tapes at 19.95 each. I want to hear oh, this so bad. What was the music like? Yeah, what were the the messages? The sl- subliminal like messages. messages. If we oh. get it, it's just like affirmations. We could like also you tell them to yourself in the mirror every day. You have to. Do you think it's like that guy though? Is he like you're you're doing great, kid? <laughs> like, is it like the warrior, the Turbo Warrior himself, or is it like you know some yeah. Zen master? Um, wow. if, if we get that, we could reissue it on vinyl. Yes, we could. <laughs> the uh, Absolutely could. Tina, you just reminded me, the very best thing in Ring Fit is at the end of each level to like earn your points and experience, you have to kneel down and then you like burst up into the air with oh, your man. hands in the air in like a power pose. Yeah. And then that like explodes all your points and experience. Of and, course, and you have money. to have your celebratory moment. It's great. Self-affirmation moment. Yeah, it's wonderful. We should explore making our own Scoop Warrior. Yeah. Let's do it. Motivational. 
uh, cassette tape. Anyway, that was the Gameplayer Strategy Guide to Nintendo Games, December 1990. Uh, extracurricular activities. 75% of your Omega Cops have been watching Dracula on Netflix, and we recommend it. Yes. Yeah. We can't really talk about it too much because uh, there's no some spoilers. spoilers. But we think it's a really fun show that we've been enjoying. I think Justin's going to watch it sometime in the near future. It's got really gory, cool, gory. practical effects mm-hmm. in it mm-hmm. of like old monster movie style, like like The Thing, like John Carpenter's Thing, or yeah. like things like that. It seemed to come out of nowhere to me. Yeah. Uh, but it's no BBC. Like Dracula does. Oof. Yeah. It's the Sherlock guys, right? It's BBC mm-hmm. from the Sherlock guys, so it's three episodes. Each one's like 90 mm-hmm. minutes long, mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. feature length. Then it, you I, discovered it. How did you discover it? Uh, well, I mean, it's on Netflix. Was it the promotion? And How then, did you find I went to Netflix.com <laughs> yeah, like, and it said Dracula. Yeah, and it's like, new show. But you don't just watch shows on Netflix show. that way. I, I totally do. I, I check really? them out. So it, it was, Tastemaker. Was, yeah. Well, it was first on my radar that way, and then I saw a couple of our like colleagues tweeting about it um, mm, okay. in the industry. Um, I guess there's a billboard where there's stakes lined yeah, up. The billboard's so cool. Yeah, it's just it's just a white billboard with stakes and then as the sun sets you can see Dracula's face as it casts that's a shadow onto the billboard. Cool. I gotta yeah. look that up. <laughs> and then yeah so that, that's how that yeah. came about. It's a weird show. It's, I mean obviously yeah. it's a take on Dracula. Yeah. Um, starts out fairly traditional and then goes some interesting directions that yeah. is kind of divisive I think but we all like it. Yeah, yeah I've absolutely. watched I've watched two of the three episodes. I'll probably watch the third one tonight. Yeah I, I couldn't wait to go home and watch the third episode last night mm. so it was totally great. And yeah. they're really long. I'm a gym rat now, so I don't know if time. <laughs> you multitask. You put it on an iPad in the corner while you're playing yeah, with it. Yeah, that's a pretty good idea. Um, all right, real quick, let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Ricardo Rodriguez did. And he says, over the course of 2019, I've been compiling some data from Gamescoop's 20 questions. From overall win percentage to number of appearances, I started this because I was curious to see how well the crew actually does Thought it would be interesting. Hey, to you got to run this stuff by us before you bring it on the show. <laughs> what do you think your overall win win percentage is? Personally, I, I, no, I saw overall. It. Oh, oh, you already saw it. Yeah. Justin, Justin can't see. Oh, I think we win three quarters of the time. That's sixty-seven percent. Three quarters of the time, seventy-four percent is your win is your win percentage. So she was closer, but without going over. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Price is right rules. Uh, in 2019, Jeez. you had 38 wins and 13 losses. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, you win much more often than you lose. Uh, average number of questions to win, 17 and a half. <laughs> That's actually amazing <laughs> to get that close to 20. I mean, yeah. You so we're like hanging on by the, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to drag it out. Uh, the shortest amount of questions to win last year was 12 for Metroid Other M. Wow, but that's even quite yeah. a few. Yeah. What's the know? average number of questions when we lose? Um, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Maximum. All right, Sam. <laughs> Got one over an old Damie. Uh, for hard mode, you had two attempts at hard mode, but zero wins. The games were a ski or die and uninvited. Your longest winning streak last year was 10 wins in a row. 10 wins in yeah. a row. Longest losing streak was two. Two losses Not in a bad. row. When do you think our 10 wins started? And then in episode 517, Sam revealed that he hates ice cream. <laughs> it's true. Also cookies. I'm not taking yeah. it back. I think it's gross and it gets all from if everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. The only bad ice cream is what are you rolled talking about? ice cream. It gets from the bowl to your spoon to no, your no, mouth. No, that's not the problem. The problem is cones. Well, okay. you don't have okay. to start stripping out the bottom. What if it, that's what if an important. It's in a immediately bowl. on your car roof if somebody's eating it in your car. Okay. Well, first of all, you're not eating it properly. You have to eat it fast enough and you have to go around the edges. Well, like, now I'm you convinced. You don't have to get it in a cone. <laughs> Give me all the ice cream. You don't have to get it in a cone. I've learned, it's, it's so funny, man. now that I'm an adult of kids that are getting older, I've come all the way around the horn on certain topics and now when my kids get ice cream and they're about to make a mess everywhere and I have to take it from them and start licking it and then my oh, daughter's yeah. like, Dad, stop, Ugh. And I'm like, you're not eating it fast enough. Like it's about to drip everywhere. And now I have like visceral memories of my parents, parents doing it, yeah. like taking my ice and eating half my ice cream cone. You know, the type of ice cream I love is rolled ice cream. Oh no, that's the, we've just covered this. <laughs> It's like <laughs> melted ice cream frozen back over again. <laughs> I've never seen idea. Tina. It's disgusting. Like, you you went on such an arc of like, <laughs> was it you and Medina? It went and got rolled ice cream. No, um, it was Brandon Hunt. Brandon Hunt, and you yeah. were like, and you were like, ooh, rolled yeah. ice cream, and then you came back and you're like, guys, it was bad. It's the only <laughs> ice cream place around here, and it's not good. Don't go to it. What's it called? Steep. Yeah, I know the one. Yeah, I liked. Well, I have right. rolled ice cream there. All right, all right, all right. Like, it's not good. That brings us to video game 20 questions. Our suggestion this week comes from, this is one of uh, 
uh, the Game Player's Guide to NES Games. Top 50 NES Games of all time. This, uh, our suggestion this week comes from Matt Ford. Not, not the 20 questions game. No, the, the music. The music. It's Life Force. Okay. Matt Ford does not reveal his location, though. So, with that, let the questioning begin. We have zero hints. Matt? Uh, That's a good hint. Was this game originally released on a cartridge? No. What are you smiling about <laughs> over there? That's a hint. <gasps> Is it like one of the SNES, like the Aladdin Lion King? Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, no, that's originally that. Or he's doing one of those things where like it's on like a tape or like what they didn't call them carts. <laughs> Turbo the, Warrior. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Scoop Warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know. Was it on a, a compact disc type medium? Laser medium? What is it called? Optical. Yeah. No. Okay. What? So what is it, digital download? I guess so. Uh, is it on current-gen consoles? It is available on a current-gen console. I'm going back to, I think he's pulling a, I think Damon's pulling a tricky on I'm not, Matt Ford's doing this. <laughs> I'm just the messenger. We're like, what's the thing, like, uh, like a floppy disk you wouldn't call a cartridge, for example. Or there was a handheld, they're like, something like that, you know? Like, in the, I think it's just a downloadable game. Was this game uh, released as a downloadable game? Is it mainly a downloadable game? Mm. Is it mainly? No, like, I don't know, man. I like, mean, go to w- dates. Dates were so much more specific for us. I th- okay. Um, <laughs> was this game originally released before January 1st, 2000? No. Same question, 2010? No. All right, so it That's is fine. current Jenny and available. Or, or current well, it's probably last, last gen. But it's not on current gen consoles. No, it's available. So it was probably released uh, last gen and then I don't know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Or, yeah. it's, or like it's like ported. Or it's on Switch. Or it's like Angry That's Birds. the cartridge thing, That's, right? Is That oh, that could be oh. tripping us up. Mm. Is that it's on that cartridge, but it was like, it was probably a, a, an indie game that's now on cartridge for Switch. But Damon said it wasn't released on cartridge. Well, initially. Yeah, you're right. Um, is this an indie game? <clears throat> no. Is it a shooter? Yeah. You, you shoot. <sighs> yes. Okay. Is this on Switch? Yes. Okay. Ooh. Not that, that really helps. Like is this a, shooty, not indie. Does this mm-hmm. have a physical release on the Switch? No. Why are you smiling like that? That's weird. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. You're weirding me out over there. <laughs> <laughs> what is he hinting at? Is I it, don't know. <laughs> is it a sci-fi kind of game? Yes, that's 10. It's a sci-fi shooty game on Switch that was not originally released on the Switch, but was released in the 2010s. So something ported to the Switch that came out last gen. Maybe. It's definitely DS. a downloady game, though, and not an indie game. Yeah, only available digitally. Did Nintendo make the, develop this game? Yes. Oh, my God. Is it... Um, I guess it's a port of uh, one of the... Is it Splatoon 1 or 2? Is well, it part they, of a series? They got physical releases. Yes, it is part of a series. Nintendo developed it. <clears throat> I, it's probably on. It did. Is, uh, is this a Wii U port? No. It's probably on the NES or SNES downloadable service. No, but he said it's not from before 2010. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh, it's Star Fox Two. Oh, because yeah. sci-fi. But Star, Star Fox Two isn't on the Switch. That's right. It's on that. It is now, and oh. it was on the SNES Classic first ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the first time it was ever. You can released. play it on Switch now. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. It just got on. That's how I want to play it. Is this the sequel to, a, is this a number two in a series? Yes. Is it Star Fox 2? Yes. Hey. Star Fox 2. Our track record. 100% win rate in uh, 2020. We did it. Nice. That was a really cool one. I, th- yeah. Like to get around the idea of how it was originally released. Like yeah. it was released on the SNES yeah. Classic. 2017 on the SNES Classic. So if you'd asked if it had gotten a physical release, I would have said yes. Oh, that would have been terrible. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I don't know though. I don't know if that counts as a physical release. You can buy it in stores and take it home with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's more physical? Yeah. What is a physical release? <laughs> but it's not, it's a, well, I don't know. It's a collection of things. It's yeah. a piece of hardware that has software on it. Would you call what you do in the end of uh, Ring Fit a physical release? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know about you guys, but I think GameScoop is off to a good start in 2020. I do too. In the new decade. Uh, That is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Uh, Thank you for your suggestion. Oh, I have one more scoop. Matt Ford. Oh, so that, oh, you called making me a liar. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) For the second time. Uh, Here's a scoop. In Final Fantasy VII, you can play as a cat that rides a Moogle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. 
His name is Kate something. Sith Sith. Yeah. Kate Sith. Right. You got to go to Golden Sauce. Is that a scoop but, for anybody here? And fun is fact. Is that news to you? Sure. Right. Not, sure. not the Star Wars type of Sith. Mm-hmm. No. No. Different Sith. Uh, remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. My name is Damon. Uh, well, I, I forgot to uh, thank you guys first. I'm supposed to go. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> thank you, Tina. Thank you, Teo. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop. And we're out. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world. 
that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.